Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, we'll get back to the calls just as soon as we can. Good spot there with uh, head coach Jay Gruden. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter slash X at coach underscore Jay Gruden. But right now, out to Ashburn we go. Head coach Ron Rivera meeting with the media. Got from him as you approach the deadline. Well, the biggest thing is I'm not going to discuss any of that. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going on throughout the league. And uh, once we get past tomorrow, we'll probably have something to talk about. So when you look back at yesterday first, um, I guess Sam's game in particular, what are some of the things that stood out to you most? Well, I think one of the things is coming into the game, I thought game plan was, was really good for the, for the things that they do and how we wanted to approach it. And then I thought they, for the most part, executed the way we needed to. You know, Sam got the ball out quickly, a lot of good decisions as far as those things were concerned, really good route running. Um, I thought the protection was outstanding. Um, you know, we had, a, we had a couple little glitches. Uh, and unfortunately, we did give up one sack. Um, that was a tough one, too, just because of the situation. Um, but for the most part, I thought his decision-making was good. I thought his delivery was where it needed to be. He was close a couple of times on a couple of really nice shots that were downfield. Uh, I liked the fact that he chose to take a couple of shots, too. That was good. Um, but the ball placement on, on, on some of the touchdown passes were outstanding. And, uh, you know, again, it, his... Um, his command out there was really good. You know, he, he checked a couple times, uh, made some good decisions on those as well, and did a really nice job of getting the ball out of his hand on those decisions as well. Uh, I won't ask you about any players or anything specific, but I think one thing that's everybody's fascinated by is, you know, you do have the two hats and how you approach this. You do have the, all these nine games mm-hmm. left, and there is this moment in time where it's a pretty critical moment. How do you process that? For you, like, how has it changed? Has it changed like your daily schedule or what you're thinking about more and more because the deadline is here? Mm. Like I said, once we get past Tuesday, we'll probably have some answers to those questions for you. Okay. Uh, then to the game itself, and uh, the replay situation you talked about mm-hmm. a little bit after the game. What We may have asked you this at some point in, during your time here, but what, what's the process that you guys have in place? You know, Who's up in the booth? Who's ta- who are you right. talking we, to? Well, up in the booth, you know, obviously what we're, we're hoping to get is a look. Okay, we'd love to see the replay and, and love to see it out there quickly. Um, what you don't want to do is get in a situation where we were in, and that is we didn't get a chance to get a look. If you throw the flag and you're wrong, you lose it. And so we're, we're trying to decide. We know how important having, having the, uh, the challenges are. We know how important having the time, timeouts are out. And when you know, there's really nothing that's definitive, it's hard to, to make that decision appropriately. 
and and just who's in your ear in that time? We I mean, have people who, upstairs that are in my ear. Okay, got it. Kind of generically, in your kind of experiences, when you're thinking about making a move or a trade, what factors do you look into? Like, what are you balancing? What are you looking at? Well, as I said, we'll we'll discuss those things once we once we get past Tuesday. Okay. Um, you've always, you've said this phrase a couple of times. You are what your record says you are. Absolutely. Right now you're three and five. Taking the glass half full approach, what gives you optimism about this team in the coming weeks here? Well, first of all, I think the play of the quarterback. It's something that we've um, you know we've talked about, and I, I think when you start seeing the production that, that he's having, uh, it's it's now time for for us to to you know go out and do the things that we're capable of. And I think we're more than capable. I really do. But, again, we haven't shown it. And, and that's that's something that we as coaches have got to make sure we're, we're giving these guys every opportunity to be successful. And then if that's the case, we got to go out and make sure we're executing properly. Um, if you've had a chance to go back and look at the film with Emmanuel, I know you only had a handful of snaps, but – did you see improvement in the technique things that you've talked about? or We did for the most part, but the hard part obviously was, you know, there was the touchdown throw. I mean, we have we have some questions that we'd like to get answered about, you know, the particular play. But, you know, he's working at it. He's getting better, and he's just got to continue to work. And hypothetically, if you only had three of your four current starting defensive linemen next weekend, who would step up? for that missing fourth piece, hypothetically? <laughs> hypothetically, once we get there, I'll give you an answer. What do you attribute to having a good game plan going into this week? It seemed like you guys did a lot of things you thought you could do well at the beginning of the season. Why was this week different? Um, I think because we, we, we were able to get out and, uh, and execute it. I think one of the big things that really stood out was the protections. Um, I thought Tyler did a really nice job of, of, of setting the setting the protections. Um, I thought one of the things that really went well, um, you know, Chris Paul got his opportunity and he was very stout at the point. He really was. Both he and Tyler, I thought, really held the point very nicely. What that allowed was it allowed for for um, for Sam to, to hitch up and step into the throws. And and, and those I think you you really see um, on the velocity of the ball that he threw and the windows he threw the ball into. I mean, they were very well delivered. And obviously, you're going to change it up by opponent. But do you see what you guys did Sunday as a template for how this offense can succeed? Oh, absolutely. Forward? That's what I've always seen. I've always thought that that's, you know, that's where we're headed. Um, you know, and a lot of it comes from just like I told you guys when, when I was trying to decide where we wanted to go with a coordinator, looking at things that, that they, they were doing in Kansas City during their playoff run. Um, and that is what really kind of led me in that direction. And, and, and yesterday was a good example of it. We saw it the first time we played, uh, we played Philadelphia. Uh, we saw it in moments of other games. Um, but we've got to get consistent there. Um, and, and again, you've got to play complementary football. And you've got to play complementary um, offense, defense, and special teams in terms of, of on, um, you know, each one of those groups. You know, defensively, it's got to be complementary in terms of stopping the run in the pass. Um, and the pass rush has to complement each other with the coverage and stuff like that and so on and so on for, for offense, defense, and special teams as well. So that's what we're working towards is, is, is being consistent and complementary. Coach, is there any uh, updates or thoughts on Curtis Samuel and his status moving forward? Um, just for the most part, uh, he was examined this morning, and, and, um, and the biggest thing they talked about was you know, his foot soreness. Um, you know, they're going to they're gonna have him examined further and, and, and treat him further and hopefully, you know, it'll it'll subside and, and, and settle down a little bit. But yeah, Curtis started off really strong for us yesterday.
And then with, with Sam later in the game, it looked like passes were getting a little bit less accurate. Um, he got hit in the shoulder earlier in the game, but then also a lot of throws. Was, was Were either of those things fatigue or getting hit earlier? Oh, no, I don't think any of those were fatigue. Um, you go and look, and, and a couple of them um, were a little bit right or left. Um, and again, I just think that's that's part of the throw. Um, Ricky uh, went to go get an MRI, so we'll wait on the, those results. With the secondary, you've had miscommunications yeah. or, or blown coverages. I guess what is there a common thread? What's going on with with those? No, that that more than anything else is just making sure it gets communicated. That that one was you know that one was one that that. We shouldn't have missed. We really shouldn't have. And, and again, we just got to make sure we get it in out there in plenty of time, which I, I felt we did. But again, there's you know there's a communication that has to be connected. When you see the play when the, when AJ Brown catches the touchdown pass on, on a man or farm or when you see that, how does it surprise you? I guess on some level that you have the two the two kids who haven't been playing a lot in the last few weeks end up in that spot against that guy who's probably the, the best receiver in football right now. Yeah, that that that's going to happen. You know, they're they're gonna they're gonna move their their people around and put them in position. I mean, you, you can't hide people in this league. They'll find you. And and when they do, you'd love to have, you know, some sort of double coverage. And again, you've got to take your hat off to, like you said, probably the the guy playing the best uh, best in the NFL right now as a as a receiver. Just curious what you can do at this point in the season, given you know some weeks the offense seems like it shows up and has a good game, defense falters a little bit. Last week, defense showed up pretty well. Offense had a rough day. I mean, what, what can you do after week eight to sort of figure out how to streamline and, and just how to, how to make the entire team right. you know, well, work with, together? Well, with 10 more weeks left to play, we're going to take each week one at a time. I know I've said it and sound like a broken record, but that's the truth of the matter. Uh, we'll continue to work and try and get us to play complimentary football. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, it's just you continue to grow and work and develop. And, you know, as it goes, we'll see how it goes. How we- All right, that is Ron Rivera meeting with reporters. We kind of cut it short there uh, at the end, uh, just in the interest of moving on. I think we got the information uh, that we were kind of looking for. So, I mean, as far as the instant replay from Ben Standig's question a Q&A with him. First of all, as you would expect, he's not saying anything about the trade deadline at all other than we'll talk on Wednesday after the trade deadline passes. Uh, again, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I can't kill them for that. Now, clearly somebody is leaking, leaking information from inside the building. So I, I wish they wouldn't do it at all. Don't just shut it down publicly. Don't do it at all. Don't do it at all. Because you lose leverage that way. And you lose control of the situation that way. So that was one thing. The other thing from Standig's Q&A with him about the replay challenge. Basically, if I understood what he's saying, you know, and again, Standig's asking, like, who's in his ear? Who's telling him no replay, yes, challenge it, whatever, he refuses to answer who it is that's in his ear by name. Just said, we have people. Okay. He didn't want to obviously put a target on anyone's back. Um, he also essentially said, look, the risk of losing the timeout is too valuable. It's too valuable. And I do understand that 
it's too valuable in some ways. Like, I'm not, I'm not ignorant of that. But here's the deal. And I just want to spend one second on this, or maybe more than one second. You get the point. You're up 17 to 10, midway through the third quarter. They convert what is initially ruled as a 17-yard catch on fourth and four. Down to your 28, so inside your 30. They would spend a timeout on a hundred other things. Not being able to line up correctly on offense. Not being able to get a play snap, you know, on, on, on never mind third and nine or third and three. But they would spend a timeout if you couldn't get lined up properly on first and ten in the first quarter. Or early in the third. I've seen it, and not just this staff. I've seen it. So, look, yes, I understand. Timeouts are very, very valuable. I'm not trying to be naive to that or ignorant to that. But fourth and four, with 538 left to go in the third quarter of a 17-10 game, When it puts you, it either gives you the ball or it gives them the ball and first down at their own, at the Washington 28. That is a absolute worthwhile risk. And I, I would believe that everyone in commander's nation, whatever that is, would be in agreement that if they lost that challenge, it was worthwhile. Again, my problem is not that he didn't see it or they didn't see it upstairs or whatever. My problem is it's not worth risking the timeout in this spot. But I'll take a timeout, again, because there's a rain shower hovering seven miles away from Landover, Maryland in the the back part of the first quarter and I don't want to run a play in time. I mean, you you know what I'm saying. I mean, something absurd and preposterous. And I don't want to turn a timeout. Now, I understand the second half is also different than the first half. Got it. So maybe I need to adjust the radar. Again, early in the third quarter, they would absolutely burn a timeout. They have. I got to find it. They have. Because they couldn't get a playoff or because they had the wrong structure, the wrong four or whatever, the wrong play call, the wrong this, the wrong that. They didn't like what they saw. Okay. How do you not do it in that spot? Again, even if you haven't seen it. And I'm not trying to beat up Ron and call him incompetent and, you know, out of touch and whatever. But you know what it is? It is a lack of a sense of urgency. Again, it is a, I don't realize how important this spot is. Or, that's okay, Skipper. We'll get them next time. They won't convert here for seven, four plays later. Oh, wait a second. They did. 301-230-0980. Back to the phones we go. Uh, sorry about the long waits, but obviously backed up with uh, Jay Gruden. But good information there. And Ron Rivera uh, as well. Let's get to our buddy John in Oklahoma on the Odyssey app. What's up, John? How are you? John? 
All right, let's put John back on hold, see if he uh, picks up. Let's get to Sweet Lou, who uh, is not so sweet when it comes to Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio. What's up, Lou? How are you? Uh, it could be better, Chris. Um, unfortunately, uh, I mean, I, 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 I see the thing that would bother me is that the media seem like they buy into what this guy is telling you guys. Like, come on, Chris. It's obvious these two, the head coach and his buddy, is the defensive coordinator. And that fourth and fourth situation, he care about saving the timeout instead of a crucial situation. That's come on, man. Huh? What excuse? Saving the timeout or challenging a play that could either turn your way or it could lead you to a, a win or a loss. Which I mean, come on, this is just a bunch of baloney. We got uh, two coaches. That has let this team down. I mean, they these players work their butt off. We got a bunch of talented players on this team. Yet we got two coaches week after week. They keep they keep letting us down, Chris. How is this possible for you guys not to understand? These guys aren't they're not the guys, man. But when, when, Lou, when you when you say how is it possible that we don't understand, you, you're mad because the media doesn't constantly call for their firing. I just no, want to no, be no, clear. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying you guys buy into the excuse that he keeps feeding you. Like, well, I, I don't get who, it. Like, but wait a second. Who's, I mean, I can only speak for myself. Who? I mean, did, I, what part of what I just said before I picked up on you would you say that I bought into it? I'm telling you what he I said, mean, and I'm telling you how ridiculous it is that you have to understand the sense of urgency of fourth and four up seven late in the third quarter or sort of late in the third quarter and how big right. of a play that is. Right. No, nah, but I'm saying, Chris, this has been going on for, for three and I a know. half years. He's been fooling you guys for three and a half oh, years. I, th- so, I, I, been- I, I think that – I honestly, I think that's over the top. I, I mean, when you say he's been fooling us, again, just because we don't get as mad as you do? No, no, it's not It's not like – but I'm – like, I, I, like I'm, I'm sitting at home watching the game. I'm, like, I played in high school. That's pretty much it. Right. And I know when to call timeout and when not to call okay. timeout. And, and, and this, but he's asked, he's asked a lot about this stuff. But what, is, what, do you want us, what do you want us to do? Attack him at the podium and, say, and, and put our no, hands around his neck and say you're an idiot? I need, no, no, Chris, I just need to find out, does he love the job? Does he love coaching? I, mean, I need to know. Why would you? Okay, Chris, so, so I'm, I'm, let, I'm me ask you th- let me ask you this. If I had Ron Rivera and I could ask him a question, you would want yeah. me to say, hey, Ron, do you love coaching still? What do you think he's going to say? I mean, Ron, Ron, knowing Ron, he might, knowing Ron, he might answer it in a way that I think you're hoping for. But I think even he is savvy enough and sharp enough to say, "Of course, I love coaching. I, I'm frustrated as hell. I, I hate losing." Which he, he's essentially said. I mean, what is he going to say? I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious that okay, maybe he, maybe he loves coaching. But he's lost his fastball. I think that's pretty obvious. But Chris, this is this could like it keep happening week after week. We, this team should have been six and one or six and two if we had a coach that is like I don't know. I mean, like someone with a common sense, Lou, someone who understands the game. Lou, you Chris. know, you know, you know, I love you. But what part of you sees six and one out of this team? What, Chris? I'm gonna go back to the Philly game. That first, that that first game that we lost, 
That's on the coaching. How staff. do you know they make that two point conversion? How Man, do I'm you not know that? In, Chris, I'll be happier if we would have went for two and we didn't convert it. Right, okay, fine. But you but still yet, would lose. You still you would lose. You go with your BS again. You want to try to cover up for the coaches, man. No, you'd oh, still Chris. lose is my point. I mean, you don't I, know I, if it would have worked out. So you could you I, could I say that, you disagree with it, but you can't say they definitely would have won. And then the, the Giants game, that's not a winnable game? Of course it that's is. That's not a winnable game? Please don't show up at 2.30 for a game that started at one o two. That's on the yeah, players. What's, what's that's what's on the, the coaches. The that's Chicago on everyone. Game? Okay, the Chicago game, the two Philly game, the game that we lost yesterday. Yeah. That's what, on which one of those games do you think they would have won? Buffalo, Chicago. Man, oh. I, maybe you could say one of the two Philadelphia games and winning both. Yes, we man. We that game yesterday. We had a coaches that 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 had a common sense. We would have won that game. We would have won if that if that was me coaching that team. We would have won that they game. They almost scored fifty. They should have scored fifty points on you. Man, Chris, man, don't give me that. Come on, man. There you go with that. Not oh. all right. Thank you, Lou. Appreciate it. I try. I mean, I tried. I like Lou. I, I tried. They should have scored fifty points. And they weren't even trying. They didn't do anything the first quarter and a half of the game. They were sleepwalking the Eagles. And they should have scored 50 points. Now, who knows if everything would have turned out the way it did. But they, the point is, they threw up all over themselves twice inside the Washington Five. I mean, you say, all right. Maybe you don't score touchdowns on both of those. Maybe you kick field goals. One was at the one-yard line. Uh, Maybe it's 10 points instead of 14 points. Okay. They finished with 38. They could have scored 48. 322, time to, uh, to take a timeout. More of your calls coming up on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
right, before we get back to the calls, Hunter Carmichael on Twitter just pointed this out, and he's absolutely right. Unless I'm missing something. And, I, I, guys, I'm doing CBS Sports Radio updates during the game, so I, I, I miss some things. And, it, you know, like I don't get to watch full, full film review with everything else I've got going on before I do the Monday show. So, you know, sometimes things kind of slip through the cracks, and I, I've got to, like, you know, slowly process them through the week. But this I remember being curious, if not weird, if not typical Ron, if not just the way things are. And again, I want to tip of the cap to Hunter Carmichael because we were talking about wasting timeouts. Now, this isn't exactly the same type situation that I was talking about last segment when I'm like, well, you know, you've wasted timeouts early in the third quarter, midway through the third quarter. Why wouldn't you potentially waste a timeout here? But Hunter points out, and he's right, third and eight incompletion, 423 left on the clock to Terry McLaurin, the one that he doesn't catch where I think he lost his footing, and that's part of the reason why he didn't catch it. So it's incomplete. You're down 24, I'm sorry, 31-24 at that point. Again, you have all three of your timeouts left. You're facing fourth and eight from the Philly 40. Certainly not an easy spot on the field to make a decision. You're, you know, I mean, you could go for a 57-yard field goal, but that doesn't get you even within a field goal to tie. It only gets you to 31-27, assuming you make it. And again, Sly had made a 61-yarder, so you could certainly do that. Uh, I think that decision would have been crushed, but maybe I'm wrong. You punt the ball and try and play defense and coffin corner them. Well, your defense has been getting shredded all game, so I'm sure that wouldn't have been a popular decision. Or, again, you try and do what they did, which is go for it on 4th and 8 from Philadelphia's 40-yard line. And you say, well, listen, hopefully we make it, but at the minimum, if we don't make it, you know, they still have to drive, I don't know, 65-ish yards for another score. And maybe not for another score, for another touchdown, obviously shorter for a field goal. Again, you're kind of in no man's land there, but that's just the point. On third and eight, when you decide to throw, whether it works or it doesn't, if you're the head coach that's not calling plays, which Ron isn't, in your mind, you have to know, I'm going for it regardless. I'm going for it. I don't need to spend a timeout. In order to make that decision to go for it, I'm going for it unless we get the first down, which certainly they could have, but they did not. So to spend the time out there, unless I'm missing and forgetting something, Matt, you, you don't remember anything in that sequence that I'm forgetting, right? Like, uh, can't anything, anything weird, right? Now. Like there wasn't an injury. There's no notation in the game. And I remember thinking about this. I'm like, and there was another spot, like with 205 left, where if they would have challenged and won the review, or if they had to get up to the line of scrimmage, were they going to be ready to get another snap off before the two minute warning? These are the areas that Ron is, 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 I, I mean, really, really, really not savvy at. Now, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I miss some of these things, so I understand your head is spinning, you're in the class. I mean, it's a, there's a lot going on. But, man, you can't tell me I can't spend a timeout on fourth and four in the 
latter part of the third quarter in a spot like that, that, you know, when I'm winning 17-10 against a team I'm not supposed to beat, inside my own 30, I can't risk the timeout there, but I, I sure as hell can, you know, 15 minutes, uh, you know, one full quarter later. And I, granted, it is late later in the game. But I sure as hell can spend a timeout in that spot because I'm not prepared to make a decision that I should be prepared to make. I'm the head coach, and I don't call the plays. Again, slightly different situation than I was referring to, but they've spent timeouts early, late, mid, third quarter on on the reg. For various reasons. I'll go back and find them. But they've done that. And even in this spot, and I understand it's a tough decision. I got it. You're paid extremely well to make really hard decisions. You've got to make them in a timely fashion. There isn't a lot of time to hem and haw and to go, well, who, eh, eh, eh. I don't think anybody asked him about this. But it is a critical, critical juncture. And you're willing to spend a time out there, but you're not willing to spend the time out a quarter earlier in another critical juncture. I don't know. Just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. All right, we gotta um, we gotta do the trending, and then we'll come back for a final round of phone calls. I, I know we're backed up, guys. Just bear with me. We'll try and get to you as quickly uh, as we can. I, I guess just try and make the calls uh, as quickly as we can, so we can get you in and out. Time for that trending alert, real uh, real quickly right now. All right, as we mentioned with Jay Gruden, one trade already reportedly agreed upon uh, today, according to ESPN. Leonard Williams of the New York Giants on his way to the Seattle Seahawks in exchange for a 2024 second-round pick and a 2025 fifth-round selection. Now, the Giants are retaining most of Williams' contract for this year, $10 million original base salary. That means the Commanders will take on Leonard Williams and the bolstered defensive line of the Seahawks, not this Sunday, next Sunday they're in Foxborough, but next Sunday in Seattle. The trade deadline coming up at 4. Ron Rivera refusing in any way to talk about any possible trades. Meanwhile, it is confirmed Kirk Cousins is out for the rest of the year. Uh, he is a free agent to be, uh, and he tore and blow out his Achilles uh, in MRI confirming that today. Wizards and the Boston Celtics. Kristaps Porzingis back at Capital One Arena. 6.45 the coverage with Dave Johnson and the radio party right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Craig Hoffman coming up in about a half an hour from C1A for his show. And that's what's trending. Shout out to our guy Ben Conti at Fat Poet 10 or uh, Nacho Libre. As his ex Twitter sub handle is now saying. Of course, if you missed that story, um, yeah, I dropped an entire plate of nachos with cheese and sour cream uh, that JP Finley and Brian Mitchell made fun of me about. Uh, There's pictures all over the place. Matt was so kind to hang one in the studio. who else was in on these shenanigans uh, of uh, exposing how how ridiculous I am? I forget who who took the original picture. Do you know? 
Um, wasn't that one Grant Paulson? Uh, maybe, I guess. I don't know. I can't remember. There was so much going on. Uh, but, yeah, I'm an idiot. I mean, what can I do? I mean, look, I've been in worse press boxes, but it is pretty damn tight at FedEx Field. And we have an offensive line, Mitch Tischler, Craig Hoffman, when he's when he's there, I mean, he's the sleek left guard, right? Me at center, bad center. Paulson at right guard. And old Ricky, Rick Snyder at right tackle. The best part is the look that he's giving you in that photo. He's got a real, what is going I, on with I mean, this rooster right here? There's just, you know, there's no room. There's no leg room. There's no ro- elbow room. There's no room to put your stuff. God forbid you actually need, you know, like these guys, they all make fun of me for bringing a computer and a notebook. I mean, and, and, and they, they some radio equipment. They make fun of you for bringing a full-blown suitcase. Yeah, I mean, but but I mean, I needed it all. I had to do a, I, I had to do sh- a show and updates for CBS yesterday. I'm a working man. I'm not just there to eat hot dogs. Or nachos, apparently. I mean, you know, like. There are people there that go to the games because they want to be there, not because they have to be there. I have to be there. I have to have equipment. I don't know. All right, back to the calls. We got to get through as many of these guys as we can. Uh, Let's try uh, John in Oklahoma, uh, who was on hold. We picked up on him. He wasn't there. Now he's back. John, sorry about the long wait. How are you? Hey, that's all right, Chris. How you got? Good. Good. Hey, I, I don't understand why we all expect more with uh, Ron. As a, you know, he's a sub-500 coach. You know, we like, we expect something we're not ever going to get. He can't produce. He hasn't, and he's not going to. So that pretty much rams him up. But uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, well, first, I want to go back to what Paulie said about the end of the Philadelphia game. I know it's over and everything, but does anybody remember what he said when it when we got down and scored that touchdown? Uh, and said, You know, why he said he didn't go for two? Anybody remember that? Uh, I do. Wait, 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 wait. You, uh, you, you mean at the end of the Philadelphia uh, game in Philly or yesterday? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm going back to what Polly's talking about about the Philadelphia game in Philadelphia. Oh when yeah. We scored, well, 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 he, well, he basically what, said, what he said, yeah, his guys were tired. Right. Well, okay. You don't think uh, what I'm thinking? Thank you. You remembered. What about the other guys? They got to be tired too. Yeah. We got momentum on our side. Yeah. I mean, what's he? I mean, good God Almighty. You got him pinned back, go for it, Riverboat Ron. I mean, come on, man. I think he should have went for it because that's a lame excuse if you ever hit, could hear about, well, my guys were gassed. Well, I guess those guys weren't gassed over there. You know, I guess they just got off the bus and put their uniform. Well, come I mean, on, he also, he, I mean, to be fair, like oh, he doesn't, no. he doesn't yeah, no. know whether uh-huh. they're tired or not, but he thinks oh, his team be. is tired. Chris, Chris, they got to be. They're playing the yeah. same game we are. They've been playing yeah, for fifty-nine fair. minutes. And some seconds. That's fair, but come you on, also man. rotate in on defense, so. Uh, it doesn't matter. They still was on their heels. We had them, you know, our ears were pinned back. We had all the yeah. momentum. They didn't have that. That's we fair. did. That's, That's fair. He, but, you know, you can listen to Ron's excuse show all you want. Well, and I'll tell you something. Yeah, Ron right. doesn't make Ron, a whole lot of sense. Oh, uh, yeah, he doesn't. I got one more question for you, Chris, and I'll get off here. With nine games left, of course, Ron said we had 10 weeks left, but I, I'm sure, I know the Bible. We only got nine games left. Out of them nine games, can you tell me who you, you think we're, we're going to beat out of that? I, I'm serious. This is a, a brutal schedule. 
Can you can you yeah. schedule and tell me who you think will beat this real quick? I mean, we'll I mean, real quickly, the only game that I would say you have an excellent shot of winning is the New York Giants home game, and even that, oh, you, that's it. Are you kidding me? They own us. Are you kidding me? I uh, well, I, again, it's they own, it, it, they own us. I, I understand they that, but but that's the only. And, you're and, asking and, me for a game and, where you, I think I they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win in New yeah. England. I don't think they're going to win in I, Seattle. Oh, I don't think they're going to win in Dallas. Yeah. I don't think they're going to beat Miami. They might not even beat yeah. the L.A. Rams in 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 mid December on the road. Yeah, yeah, it's on the road all the way yeah. back out there. They're not going to beat the Jets. Yeah. Only thing they might possibly do is the 49ers. Arresting people Maybe. in Dallas. That's what we'll Dallas see. was last year. Yeah, they'll be they'll be they'll beat any team in which the game means absolutely nothing at all. Absolutely yeah, nothing exactly. at all. Exactly. John, they'll win. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Got to run so we can get to as many as we can. Let's get to uh, uh, let's get to Sean in Connecticut right here on the Team Nine Eighty. What up, Sean? How are you? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sean. I'm I'm okay, Chris. Okay. I, I had my, my expectations were pretty tempered going into yesterday, so I'm not too surprised. But a couple of things I thought the offensive line played uh great, honestly. Mm-hmm. Well I, I besides Wiley letting up an easy sack in the most important play of the game yet again. Um maybe not or a very important like because the last Eagles game it wasn't the very last play, whatever, it doesn't matter. I just think I'm getting really, really sick and tired of Ron. I feel like he averages one to two really boneheaded decisions a week, and I, I can kind like I can kind of see the angle at letting him finish out the season, but at this point, I re- like I really don't see why Jack Del Rio it should stick around because what what has he done to prove that he deserves to still be like it's just so. The defense is horrible. Like they're just horrible. And and then another thing that's bothering me that I was thinking about about Ron, uh, I know this may have been a result of the Bienemy hire or what Bienemy wanted, but I thought I might pronounce the last name incorrect. I thought John Matsko was a pretty I thought he was a pretty solid offensive yep. line coach. Yep. yep. And and I, I didn't realize that they just fired him in this like I thought they fired him farther back but no no him and it's gone downhill i mean that then. was a, my also, understanding is that's a b enemy decision now, that that's a b enemy sorry, decision sorry. okay that's fair that's what that's what i thought and then the other thing is um i think ever since he didn't he didn't they didn't fire kyle smith but it was kind of like it was probably like we don't like ron didn't really seem to want him and ever since then um, the drafting has been horrible. I don't know if they've drafted a single pro bowler. And then the last thing I want to say is I, I looked up at all the stats since joining Washington, Ron Rivera is nine for 21 with his challenges. Yep. Because I was honestly trying to remember the last time they won a challenge. Yeah. And uh, I just think, I just think that's pretty telling and it's nowhere near as good. And I just, 
I can't wait until we don't have to deal with him anymore. Yeah, Thanks I'd have to. I'd have to chart it. Thank you, uh, Sean. I heard this. I thought it was nine of twenty-two. I'd have to chart it to find out when the last successful challenge is. I mean, that's the thing. It, like Ron probably. I mean, he may have won that. He may not. I, I mean, we all think he would have won it, but you never know with these things in the NFL. He ain't the only coach to struggle in that area. But here's the problem. It's worse because Ron is not calling plays. He's one of the few NFL head coaches that are not involved in calling plays on either side of the ball. So game management should be a strength, and it's it's not only not a strength, it's, it's quite honestly a weakness. Uh, let's get to Jonesy. What up, Jonesy? Hey, Chris, man. What is all the fuss about? Hey, look here. Check this out. For what Ron does and what he's getting paid for, you and I can go out there and do that. Stand there, fold our arms, look cool, look around at the stadium, see how many people there. You know, whether it's our fans or the dead on uh, you know, uh, uh, opposing fans, doesn't matter. Um, my thing is this. For what I've always been listening to for the past two and a half hours is this. And I came to this conclusion. Ron, the game is past Ron by me. I mean, I ain't even mad at him no more. I mean, you know, to miss that call that when that he should have thrown the flag when that when when that receiver didn't catch that ball, that was an issue. We should have caught that. He, but and he should have had somebody upstairs to see that. So the game is passing by, and then for him to get up on a hot mic as Mike as Doc would say. Uh, <laughs> And not be able to uh, say, oh, I, I didn't know that happened. What? Really? Yeah, there's a That's there's the a lack of urgency. We all know that. And there's also a lack of things that make sense. Right, Jonesy? I, I, I mean, again, I, I always ask for as many people to make as many common sense decisions as you can. Whether you saw it, so didn't he- see it, whether the game has passed you by or not, you, I mean, in that spot, you've got to. You've got to say, look, that's it's worth all- that's that worth the much. risk. Yeah. The risk, and if your players are saying it, and you, what are you going? If your players are telling you that, and if maybe a few coaches are telling you that, what are you doing? Not right. responding? Did you get brain locked? Did you pull a Mitch McConnell out there on the daggone field? On we'll never know that. But here's the thing: the good thing is, from what you're saying, is we're looking like we can't win another game, Hartley. And we're looking at a top draft pick next year in the single digits, not double, single. Uh, right, now, right, now right now, they're 10th. Right now, they're 10th. Okay. So, okay, three weeks from now, yeah. it may be in the yeah, single probably. Digits. So, okay. So, we're looking at the next coaches there. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to any more games. I'm not even interested in going to any more games until maybe 2024, till after Josh yep. Harris's. You know, they get a draft, yep. and they get the free agency, and they get the people they want. See, it's easy for me. That's I'm not mad. yeah. That's the hope that you have at this point, Jones. You know, that's the hope exactly. that you have. That's, that's why, and that's why I would trade everybody. I mean, we're going to be covering the trade deadline. You know, tomorrow obviously we'll be up until right against it. Uh, don't know if we'll have everything at that point, but I have a feeling that they're going to do something in the next twenty-four hours. The question is, is how big? I appreciate you as always. I got to run so we can get two more in here before the end of the call segment. Doctor Sabah was in FedEx Field, and all of a sudden the Heineke Hive started swarming around. <laughs> 
What's up, Doc? I can't believe it, Chris. Thanks for um, the people and you guys. I didn't see it because I'm at the game. The internet's horrible. I know. I found out when I got in my car. And I'm Dude, like, oh, I got I, I got so many oh. tweets and whatever. Like, uh, and 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 uh, and I think uh, Ben Conti was uh, certainly just one of them. But many many tweets, couple of texts. Oh my God, Doctor Sabah, Heineke, Heineke, <laughs> Heineke, and I was like trying to <laughs> furiously know. get that information to you, and Thank uh, you. you know, like. I'm glad you got to see your guy. Yeah, I saw. So, yes, sir. Someone that tweeted. I didn't see yours specifically, but someone who was like, Sabah, you know, uh, the, the, the Heineke's on. So we're in the car, and we're, uh, my husband put on the iPad watching um, the Atlanta game because you didn't have the NFL ticket, you know, with US right. YouTube. And then I was watching on the phone our game, trying to finish that up, as I was, you know, driving uh, on, the, on the highway going through the traffic, trying to beat some traffic. And, um, you know, as usual, you know, four down, uh, he, he makes the play. I mean, he's right in the guy's hands. It's not to the right, not to the left, not up, not down right there. And, you know, his best receiver's out. But I'm just excited. I hope they keep playing him. Yeah. And, um, you know, we can talk more about Heineke later because I know you told me to keep things yes. quick. So, um, you know, I was Either on way, the field, I'm happy you know, for you, though. I, I used my old field pass. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, let me see if the guy lets me go through. And he did. So yeah. I was on the field, took a picture with Terry. There you I go. see uh, Daryl Green. Up on the in the um, not the field, but took a picture with him, and I was having good caught the ball, and I actually touched the NFL ball. Anyway, when I left, um, the two security guards came and got me on row thirty. That means I was all the way up on the almost the second level, you know, where the concourse is. Mm-hmm. Chased me down to rip my lanyard off my neck. Can you believe it? Huh. He said you were supposed to be down there. Well, nobody stopped me. What what crime did I uh, You're a lawbreaker. No you're a, you're a you should be in jail right yeah. now. That's what I'm thinking. My God, I mean it was ridiculous. I, this is the I drove all the way up there, same in Jim Grand, spent all that money, and then you know go to the game. And anyway, shout out to Jones. I hate I missed him. I missed Bonesy too. Um, and I don't, I'm not going to another game. That's okay. it. I'm not going to another game. And for Ron to not have kicked that field goal at the end of the first half, you would have been up 17-3. to 3. They scored. Then you scored. That would have been 20-10, to 10, not 17-10. That's inexcusable, Ron. That's not even counting you not throwing the red flag. This guy is a turtle in a rabbit's game. He doesn't move or think fast enough. He's got to go. We, you already know how he pissed me off with the Heineken thing last year. I don't understand. I think he's trying to get fired. I really do. He wants that $7 million for free without well, having to go to the office every wouldn't day. Wouldn't you? Thank so, you, Doc. Appreciate yes. you. More uh, to come later on this week. I'm sorry to Mike in Fort Washington and others that we didn't get to. I apologize, Marvin and Landover. Please call back uh, tomorrow as we will be able to mix you in, but call as early as you can because we get backloaded. Time to take a quick time out. Dumb Dumb of the Day next. Oh, yeah, she's a very freaky girl. Craig Hoffman coming up next from Capital One Arena. Celtics in town. Kristaps Porzingis making his long-awaited return to Capital One Arena. Make sure you listen to Craig uh, on this Monday afternoon. Celtics whiz tonight, 645 on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. It is time, time. I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something. I'm looking around. I can't seem to find it. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day. All right, the headline reads, Dead body turns out to be 
a very dirty, broken, and overused, that's the quote, sex doll. Well, so I don't know anything about anything, but apparently there was a report in uh, somewhere in in London. I can't uh, place it exactly. Um, In a wood somewhere, okay, in, oh, here it is, West Midlands Village of Kineton, Waukeshire, whatever that means, uh, somewhere in London, that there was a dead body in the woods. So, what happens when you have a dead body in the woods? Of course, police are called to the scene, crime scene investigators, you examine it, you kind of determine, uh, you figure it out, you have dead body, what, what's the deal, you the crime scene, all that stuff. Well, in this area of London, or England, cops decided to respond to the area after the call, and they closed off a two-lane road for 31 hours. 31 hours. That's more than a day. That's a day and change. Why? Because they thought they had a crime scene with a dead body. And instead... Let's ride. Yeah! Somebody had done the dirty and dumped the sex toy. The full-size bodied sex toy thing. I've been turned on it. (laughs) In the woods... And they thought it was a dead body for 30-plus hours. Quote, the police thought they had a murder investigation on their hands, so they called in a forensic team, according to The Sun. Upon closer investigation, they determined that it was more goofy than grisly, and the police then announced, quote, it is with great relief that we can announce that the pathologist was able to identify that the foot and hand beneath the bush did in fact belong to a discarded and realistic life-size sex doll. And that is Dumb Dumb of the Day. Congratulations, you're Chris's Dumb Dumb of the Day. God, could you imagine? Who was leading that investigation, Ron Rivera? Ba-dum-bum-tsh. Greg Hoffman coming up next. Capital One Arena. See you tomorrow at 1 with the DOC. Thanks to Matty Ice. Thanks to Jay Gruden. Thanks to you. Have yourself a good Monday afternoon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.